0: everybody's got a to-do list. I have a to-do list. And item number three is make to-do list. Ah, do you get it? Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's have save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Now that I really do want to do. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance i'm doing it extra money in my pocket i want it it just may be the most rewarding to do you do today now podcast one brings you spike's car radio a downloadable cars and coffee hosted by writer comedian and automotive enthusiast spike ferriston now here's spike here we are we're in beverly hills i'm with ed bigley jr spike this is very exciting me too. I've been on vacation for a week. I haven't done one of these in a long time, and I was so excited when they called and they said, we have Ed Begley Jr. Uh, he's got a new show on ABC. It's called Bless This Mess. It premieres Tuesday, April 16th. He is one of three big stars in the show. I believe Lake Bell is in the show, and, and our friend Dax Shepard. Who I love. He's the, one of the greatest. Car like, dude. The two of them, they're all so great. And you know, I, you're just one of my favorite actors. I, I said yes spite. immediately. I said I, I got to have Ed on the show. Thank I know you. so much about you, um, and we're going to get to the show. We'll get to your new ABC show. But you know, a lot of people, a lot of people credit Elon Musk with the whole electric uh, car movement. It's become very fashionable to do so. But but really, this fellow right here, Ed Bagley Jr., he's the guy. He's the pioneer. Believe it or not, I got
1: my first electric car in but, 1970. <laughs>
0: 1970.
1: When I say car, I'm being quite grand. It was a golf cart with a windshield wiper and a horn. It wasn't much of a car. It had a top speed of 20 miles an hour.
0: And so it was a real golf cart, yeah, not but, registered. Yeah, but
1: licensed for the street. It had a California license plate. I bought it from a guy called Dutch in Reseda. I was the only person under 70 that bought one from <laughs> Everybody else was in Cathedral City or something going, Wing. and I was, going, I
0: was doing the same but in Studio City. I, I, I know where you live. And I, but the, let's go back to Dutch and this golf cart in the 70s. How is Dutch getting these cars, these golf carts on the road at that moment? <laughs>
1: They were really – they got around some law by, you know, having – it had a windshield wiper and a horn, and it was for (laughs) retirement communities. You're allowed to take it on – it was considered what what now is called – it's classified as a neighborhood electric vehicle, a NEV, an an N-E-V. Right. You can't take it on the freeway. You really shouldn't even be on, you know, Sherman Way with it probably.
0: Wow. So that's what these – I see these on the west side of L.A. Every once in a while, I'll see this big elongated golf cart type thing. That – you can – Drive those just in neighborhoods in Los Angeles? but Yeah, you
1: can't go on the freeway. You, uh, you, but can but I take can it on, on the
0: Pacific Coast Highway?
1: Yes, you can. <laughs> I think you can. T- now, wait a minute. Let me get back to that. That has a speed of 55 miles an hour, so I'm not sure no, about
0: that. No, it's, it's it's yeah, it's, no, but, it's not 55. People are driving no, about No, I mean, 80. I
1: meant PCH has a speed of 55. I think and it's the,
0: 45 on the PCH for the most part, but people oh, aren't it? driving 45. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but these have a top speed of 35, so I think it's probably
0: not good for. I wouldn't take it on PCH. Wow! And what it, what else is in this class of vehicle that you know of? I love this idea. I can't
1: remember who makes them, but there was a bunch of them, um, a bunch of them in the 90s that people had because there weren't the cars with plugs that we have today. But I just looked in the yellow pages is how I found it. Spike in 1970, I looked up just to please my recently deceased father. You mm-hmm. know. In the afterlife, I went, okay, I want to do something about the smog and, uh, you know, I, I should get an electric car, but nobody makes them. But how do I know that? I'll, I should look at the yellow pages. I'm not going to find it. electric vehicles. There was one little slug. It said Dutch in Reseda. Electric vehicles, and so I went and bought one for nine hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> and I sold it for about the same. Is Dutch still there? Is he still no, around? he died years ago. Wow, he was the stepfather of my friend Rick Fish. So, Rick, if you're listening, please
0: <laughs> tell me more about Dutch and the electric cars. Rick Fish is definitely listening. Let me ask you this: You say to please your father. Yep. What is that What does that mean?
1: Because my dad was a guy that. You know, he was interested in what I was against. I was against smog and against the war and all that stuff, but he was a conservative and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And, but he was a guy that believed in actually doing stuff. So he said, don't tell me what you're against. What are you for? What are you doing about the smog? So I ride my bike. I took public transportation. But I wanted a car for when it was a rainy day or a really smoggy right, day. I right. want to ride the bike or take a bunch of groceries. So I got this electric car, you know, to actually do something about the smog. Right. And... uh I did it. He just died. He died a few days uh, close to the first Earth Day, and so I wanted to do some stuff. I got involved in the first Earth Day with all this green stuff. I started recycling and composting, as I said, riding the bike and taking the bus, but I wanted to do everything I could, so I bought an electric car for 9 and 50 and I moved up the transportation ladder to a Peugeot bicycle that i drove around boulder colorado i moved to boulder in 1971 now
0: i remember all of this you know being a comedy writer uh, primarily in the 90s the ed bagley like punch line of you you won't drive across you won't fly across the united states you had to ride your bike it, I, there was even a character in the simpsons based on you right in the episode homer to the max where you used a non-polluting go-kart powered by your own sense of self-satisfaction. That is correct. <laughs> I finally became a star in the eyes of my children, my now-grown children. But now it doesn't look odd at all. That's what I mean. It's like, you know, I, I'm here to maybe point out, and maybe it's been pointed out lately, but I don't think I've heard this yet. I remember how I used to think of you, but now I'm thinking you have, as like the the pre-Elon Musk, Elon Musk, you are the guy who... Who I think made all of this happen? You got into You're our heads. You're being very
1: generous, but thank you. Uh, but
0: you, bo- but you, but you are right. You, I mean, who? Who else? Who what was I, else was was pushing the electric car before? Alexandra Elon Musk?
1: Paul was big time. The who actress, was that? Al- Is that Jay Paul's actress. dad? She was, no, she was okay. on. Um, she was on Baywatch, wonderful actress, okay. lovely lady. She had an electric car and promoted it like crazy. I don't know. There's a few other people. I, I can't it. think of them right away. I remembered but you. Here's what I loved about the electric car. This is the thing I always promoted. I know for a fact you can't make gasoline on the roof of your house. I also know that you can make electricity <laughs> in the roof of your house. So I figured I could make the fuel to drive the vehicle right. with solar. And I did just that, too, also in 1970. I put solar on
0: my roof. So how did you? Like you have to do press in New York. Because you've been in television and film for a long time. You've been very successful. Could be one of the most successful character actors I've ever seen in my life. I, I was looking at your, your credits yesterday and in my mind, <laughs> the IMDB page just keeps going and it gets more mind-blowing the deeper you get into it because you start getting down to Wonder Woman, Happy Days, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, Fantasy Island, Quincy, Laverne and Shirley. You want me to keep going? Room 222, Charlie's Angels, something called Charlie and the Angel, Starsky and Hutch, Battlestar Galactica, M.A.S.H., Maud, Mannix, Adam-12, The Nanny and the Professor. These are all the shows I grew I've up had on. had a rich and colorful career, have a nice Spike? My three sons. My first day in show business. And of course, one of my all time favorites, Scooby Doo and Scrappy Two. Classic. <laughs> Wait, you, so your first job is my three sons. I got a job
1: finally. I wanted to be an actress an actor from the <laughs> earliest age. Interesting slip there. I'll talk to my therapist about that. But I wanted to be an actor from the earliest age, but I had no training. I was like the son of a plumber. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a plumber, but right. I didn't apprentice. I thought I'd just go in the truck and you what you fit the pipes together? It looks easy. And I never got any work. I'd go on interviews somehow. I'm sure my dad set them up. I don't know how I got these interviews. I never got a day's work. Finally, I took some training, and I got a job. 1967 in July on My Three Sons, one day in Screen Actors Guild. I had a paper route at the time. I left my makeup on, Spike, hoping that people would recognize me and go, wait a minute, you have makeup. Are you an actor? Wow. The show hadn't even and What been was it shown. like being on that
0: set if you've never really acted before?
1: It was exciting beyond words because i had always <clears throat> been a guest on mm-hmm. sets with my father, on am single by Molly Brown and different shows. Now, why was he on sets? Uh, my dad was uh, an actor who won an Academy oh, Award for Sweet okay. Bird of Youth. He was a wonderful actor. He was in 12 Angry Men. Oh, wow. Fine, fine actor. Right. So I got... You know, I got to be on sets a lot. Now, I was the guy in front of the camera, not him. And it was very, very exciting for me. And I figured the phone was going to ring off the hook (laughs) now that the show had finally aired a few months later. Yeah. And it was like, you know, the lonely Maytag repairman. I didn't get much work at all. no. I built and built and finally started working.
0: The expectation of what's going to happen when you get on TV. Right. And then when nothing, especially nowadays. Yep. nothing really happened nobody sees anything it feels like i know
1: there's so much so many channels back then it was a little different if you were on a show like mary yeah. Hartman, mary hartman right. something like that there were really three network channels and occasionally mm-hmm. like mary hartman was on channel 11 and that was you know syndicated around the country it was a huge deal to be on a show like happy days even or something like that those shows that i did in the 70s it was Big big stuff to be right. honest, Saying elsewhere in 1982 through 88 was a huge thing. There That's were really where you three break networks. It right? was not even a Fox network. That's
0: thing. where we learned the name at Bagley Jr. Is saying elsewhere. Probably true, right? That is your big job. Yep. Um, let me ask you this: Was your dad jealous of you when you suddenly were this new younger? Hotter. He never saw any of that.
1: I did the My Three Sons and a job here or there, very few acting jobs. I became a camera assistant because I wasn't working the way I Mm -hmm. wanted to be. And I wanted to support myself and not rely on him. So I worked as an assistant cameraman for years. And then finally the acting picked up with uh, Room 222 was kind of the thing that got me into being a working actor. I did uh, about eight different episodes of that, I think.
0: Why did you want to support yourself and not have your dad do it? Because I did the same thing, but I'm not sure it's for the same reasons. Oh, uh, mine, mine <laughs> I wanted to get out from under the thumb of my parents. There was
1: that when I when he was still alive, but then he passed away in 1970. Mm-hmm. I didn't really begin to work as an actor until after he
0: passed. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I wanted to do what he did and honor him with his, you know, he never used the word environmentalist, but he was one. We turn off the lights and turn off the water and save string and tinfoil. He was the son of Irish immigrants. He would lived through the Great Depression. So I wanted to honor him with all this green work, and I did that. Wow. All right. What did you drive here today? I got my Nissan Leaf.
0: Yeah, you're in the Nissan Leaf. I love it. Are I you got getting a, the new one? Uh, I hear the new
1: one is even better. So maybe if uh, the show gets picked up, if you do ever <laughs> other episodes, I'll, I'll give you riding it. Yep, I will. How old is this Nissan Leaf? Uh, this is a 2014 it was a a great deal I leased it at first for three years and a few years short of the lease yeah I had the right to buy it at the end of three years but a few years short of that they called me up and said "If you want to buy the car you know you can buy it and not just lease I said I know 18 grand said if you come in this weekend three months early we'll sell it to you for 10 I said I'll be by with my checkbook (laughs) so I got
0: all in 22 grand so take me back because I you know I have so many questions is it you know? I heard uh, a rumor, or maybe I heard this somewhere down in the history of my brain, that you uh, were going to the Oscars, and you rode a bike to the Oscars, right? I've ridden my bike is a few true? times. That is a true story. <laughs> rode, rode my the most bike. prestigious event in entertainment, you rode a
1: bicycle. Schwitzing like a chaser. I'm just. <laughs> Sweaty beyond description, but I stopped somewhere and I changed into the thing. Then one year it rained. I was like a wet dog at the Oscars because it it rained and I had like a windbreaker on, but it just got wet all around this and through so the windbreaker great. and I was a mess.
0: <laughs> so you live in Studio City, right? If I'm not... Yeah, I do. So okay. so and, and where are the Oscars at this point on this first bike At the bike Dolby ride? Theater.
1: Downtown? So, no, no. Dolby and Hollywood. Hollywood and Highland. Okay. So I would go over Coinga <clears throat> Pass in bike clothes and then I would change... A friend had a place, a bathroom I could use at Hollywood and Vine. Are you was, carrying your tuxedo on your back or it's is it at your in a pannier, you know, a little bag that's on the side of the bike. <laughs> so your whole all, tuxedo. My whole tuxedo, <laughs> the shoes and everything are all there. And
0: what? So the event starts at five? Yeah. And what time do you leave your house in Studio City? I leave like three or something like three that. Three o'clock. Wow.
1: And I get there at 3.30 at Hollywood okay. and Vine. I change and I was fine. I had... Uh, I was going to make it to the Oscars. My windbreaker was just drizzling lightly. I got nearly all the way there. I realized I left my cell phone back at Hollywood and Vine. I went back and then to go yet again to Hollywood and Highland, it's pissing water. It's just raining like a son of a bitch. Yep. So now I'm soaked you know, beyond description with this bike and... It was a nightmare. But I did it a few other times. <laughs> Were you time. nominated
0: that year? No, I was not nominated.
1: I've never been nom- nominated. <laughs> then why for did what? you go? Because I was a governor of the academy. Oh, I see. I see. So I got to go every year. I took the subway a few times, too. I took the subway with my daughter just uh, two years ago.
0: What about your kids?
1: Are they doing this? Did they inherit this? Oh from yeah, you? my grown kids are eco warriors. They're amazing. They're wow. beyond me. And my nineteen
0: year old is the same. They're all doing great green work. My wife is like like you all. She when she said, What are you doing today? which she rarely asked, by the way, I said, I'm gonna go interview Ed Begley. She's like, what, what you're kidding me? And she tried to come. She Give is also a progressive eco warrior. She she Bless wants her. to meet you, but I, I couldn't let her in here. I wouldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> During this podcast it would be it would be a completely different kind of podcast um all right so from that moment of this bike and this golf cart in the 70s i just want to go back and kind of look at your electric car history you get the golf cart from uh who was it again what is his name rico uh, uh dutch 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 and recita okay dutch and Rosita. rick fish's father <laughs> stepfather okay how long do you drive that before you say, you know what? I don't think this is working for me. There's no sides on it or, you know, if yeah, I can canvas hit doors. The canvas doors. All right. I think I remember this, actually. Yeah, metal frame with canvas You had this a for a while, door. right? Did you have this in the 90s still?
1: No, no. I got rid of it about a year later. Okay. I got a bicycle and moved to Boulder, Colorado, so oh, you I didn't did. need a car.
0: Well, how do you – no, then how do you do that? Are you getting on airplanes coming back in Fort Deloitte? Yeah,
1: I took a few plane rides back then. I – as I do now, if I have to get in the plane, here's my transportation <clears throat> hierarchy. Okay. Number one is walking. Right. I live in a neighborhood in Studio City that can walk. Number two is a bicycle. Okay. Number three is public transportation. A distant fourth is the electric car. Fifth is a hybrid car. You know, if I need to take yeah. my wife Chevy Volt to drive to San Francisco or something, I'll do that. Okay. And then the, uh, what is it, sixth would be flying. Occasionally, right. I must fly. I have to be Monday in L.A. and Tuesday in New York for something for the series or whatever. I will get in a plane like a good soldier and do it. I will try to <laughs> Skype or do whatever I can. I'll fight them every bit I can. But if I right, don't know, right. you've got to physically be here. I said, I, I, I will be there.
0: And in your opinion, have ha- has the air gotten cleaner here in California? Much cleaner.
1: We have four it times is. the cars from 1970, millions more people, but a fraction of the smog. Right. I've got pictures to prove and, this. Yeah,
0: and what do you credit that? Is it, is it electric? All the stuff that we
1: hope would work. Electric is a piece of it, but uh, cleaning up the power plants, cleaning up the vehicles, vehicle pollution, uh, catalytic converters on cars, combined cycle gas turbines instead of the dirtier power plants we mm-hmm. had, all of that stuff worked to clean up the air. The clean fuel buses that they have, all that stuff, all the big and little stuff that we hope would work, it all worked. Spray paint booths, you know, instead of spraying right. out in a lot, a parking lot kind of thing. Uh Starting your barbecue, which is polluting, I understand, but starting it with a uh, newspaper instead of that charcoal, lighter fluid. Or are you know, people still even t-
0: doing that? People, some I people mean, don't, I have that little, I have the propane one that I just go click, click, much click. Much better. That's yeah. better than coal, right. of course. But some people like a coal
1: barbecue and mm-hmm. so charcoal, lighter <clears throat> fluid has VOCs in and that was a big you know not a little piece of the smog pie. Right. So they have the they came out with these little chimneys. You put the briquettes in with the newspaper. Yeah, that. I, I I'm not had suggesting that. anybody barbecue with briquettes, but if you <laughs> had got to do it, this was a cleaner thing. It was a little <clears throat> this was a drop in the bucket and other things were a glass full and a pitcher full.
0: You were the Los Angeles environmental commissioner, correct? I was until you realized that you were destroying trees by all the paper the commission was using.
1: Yeah. Is that was, true?
0: It, that was one of the things I said.
1: There were other reasons why I just felt ineffectual. It wasn't like the Harbor Commission, <clears throat> the police commission. We go, we're going to do this. We're going to put more cops in the beat. We're right. going to close down the harbor because there's pollution. You didn't have that kind of – you were an advisory committee, as it turned out. So I could advise people to cut down pollution, what have you. And then there was all these minutes and you know meeting minutes and other forms and what have you. I went, I'm trying to cut down the pollution. I'm not accomplishing anything I wanted to accomplish. Wow. And there's all this paper – there's very good people at the Environmental Affairs Commission then and now, and I was being
0: kind of a dick to off <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this because this is something I hear about electric cars all the time. I don't know if it's true, and I don't even know if, if you know the answer to it. But there are people out there that say that it's – these electric cars, yes, well, they don't pollute. The creation of the battery is the moment where they're polluting or the uh, the electricity that's uh, – that, that the generating electricity causes pollution in the air. Do you, do you, have you heard that? Is I've there, heard is both there those things, and I can that? address
1: them. There's good people with PhD after the name that have really done scientific studies okay. and all this stuff. Straighten me out on this. First of all, batteries. Today's batteries are lithium batteries. Okay. People take lithium. They ingest it. There's no, they're supposed to be in the, their minds in the early 90s. There's going to be these landfills full of these polluting batteries. Where are those landfills? Where are they, you know, those? there would be in the business section of the LA Times. These batteries are recycled. All the things are recycled to full EPA standards. That's that thing. The batteries are not toxic. The lead acid batteries were more toxic. Lead is toxic, Mm -hmm. but they don't use lead acid batteries anymore. But even the lead acid batteries, like the battery in your car used to start your car, is a probably lead acid battery. All that lead is very valuable. They stopped putting in landfills in the seventies really. There's a deposit on the lead acid battery even. (laughs) So that's the thing with the batteries. Batteries today are lithium polymer batteries, they're recycled. And we have to deal with all the e-waste, don't get me wrong, every bit of e-waste from our computers and our cell phones and all of that. And we have to find a way to do that, not ship it over to Asia where people, kids are dealing with these toxics. But there's ways to do that, and lithium is not toxic. There's no big pollution, big you know, pile of batteries sitting somewhere polluting. Got it. That's that. On the other side, drilling muds and the process of drilling and the air pollution with drilling rigs and the uh, you know, Exxon Valdez and the Deepwater Horizon, there's a lot of pollution on the other side. That's one thing. So the batteries are one thing. Also, you know, even though the the car is making pollution from a power plant, most of the pollution that you're going to have, uh, if you are a normal person, you're going to sleep at night and drive during the day, right? Yep. So you're plugging in at night. That's a very efficient time to mm-hmm. use power. And as I said earlier, you cannot make gasoline on the roof of your house. You can make electricity on the roof right, of your house. Right. So the future is... Get an electric car, get a solar array. If you don't have too much shading on your roof, most people, you know, three-quarters of the people out there don't have a shading problem or another kind of roof problem that three-quarters of the people can charge their car with their roof. I love so, it. So, uh, so there you this, go. This pollution, making, a, making my mountain bike, there's pollution in the plating processes and making the rubber tires and everything, everything, but it's less pollution. It's a teaspoon compared to a tanker truck. What about hydrogen fuel cell? very exciting i hope they do it right now we have a great infrastructure with electric wires all over the country so you can charge your car you know and get around la and around the country with an electric car and i hope there's a hydrogen infrastructure one day i hope they use what we now use for natural gas for methane they pump hydrogen throughout that throughout the system and i believe that day will come but for now keep working on the hydrogen fuel cells are very expensive for now but the cars with plugs are getting very cheap nearly anybody can afford them. They're building a lot of them in China and around the world. So electric cars for now and other biodiesel, biofuels are very exciting too. You know, methanol, ethanol. Are you ever going to switch? Would you switch to hydrogen fuel cell? If there were yeah, more if there was, places uh, to cradle fill up? to grave, you know, really if I had to wait <clears> as I do at home with my electric car with my Nissan Leaf, I'm charging that Right, fully on my solar and when i have to go beyond the realm of my nine kilowatts of solar i have a green power program i pay three cents a kilowatt hour for so i'm getting green electrons you know for the additional charging that
0: my solar array cannot supply they have that new toyota mirai i think is what it is very exciting car we were going to get it for erica um, but, um, we just got a little nervous about, there was only one place on the West side to fill it up, possibly two, but they were, they were a little far away. And right. if you, if you knew Erica, she, you know, she would forget. <laughs> yeah. She's very busy. That's why day. I got my wife a, a
1: Chevy Volt, you know, so she could I drive. I love the Chevy Volt. It's one of my 98% of the time she's on electric, 2% That's of the great. time she's on gasoline, but yes. she has the security. She doesn't have range anxiety worrying, am I going to... F- you know, am I going to run out of
0: fuel? Right. So she's happy. She just has regular anxiety. Exactly, just me. That, that would right. be called Ed. <laughs> I don't see. As I sit here and I talk to you, I don't, I don't understand how every one of these manufacturers isn't lining up. The electric car manufacturers going. We need to get Ed Bigley to drive one of our cars. <laughs> we just got to give him one, so he's out there selling this stuff. You're, you, you should be the spokes. You're, you're more level-headed. Do you know Elon Musk? He seems a little nutty. I've met nutty. him. Yes, I know he seems him a, a little bit. Nutty. I would rather have you out there, kind of representing this whole thing. You, you know it. You know it upside down. Oh, and and if I were if I were Nissan, I'd be saying, "Let's get him the new Nissan Leaf right now. Let's get him in that car. Let's just hand it to him for a few years." He's well, they don't, they don't have to pay me anything because they already uh, got me doing it for free. So yeah, but you got the 2014. I want you in this new 2019 one.
1: Me you've too. Got, you've I'm got more one.
0: mobility in it. You've got more – it says the range is going to be about 226 miles to the charge. When we get season two, I'm buying one. There we go. All right. We're going to talk about that show in a minute. But first, let's talk about Continental Tires. Think of all the weird things found in cars, and I'm not talking about your garden variety petrified french fries or melted crayons. I'm talking about snakes, bizarre trinkets, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about folks. Another thing that'll make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on the majority of BMWs and VWs. Now Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE Pedigree. It's their OE Technology Series belts that are fantastically engineered for the perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has OE Technology Series multi-V belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks, a belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series multi-V belt, the belt with the OE Pedigree. To get the full story, visit OE Technology Series. Dot com. just read an ad. I don't usually read live ads. Well, well but done. Did you did you, it very well. Did you enjoy that? I did. <laughs> I realized about halfway through I didn't have my reading glasses on. You and did I great then, my God. Thank you. I couldn't really see the copy. All right, let's get down to television because, as you know, maybe you don't know, my two passions are entertainment and cars. And listeners, you should—you uh, just got a whole bunch of car talk. Yes, it was electric car talk, but but it, but it's good for you. You need to you need to know this is going to happen. There's an electric wave coming, bigger than the blue wave in 2020, and you <laughs> should get ready. Everything's going to be electric. Google what Volvo's doing right now. They're getting rid of their gas-powered engines. It's uh, it's uh, it's really going to be something. Very forward-thinking company, Volvo. Yeah, I wonder what. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, but what's going to happen with all our sports cars, Porsche? Those guys—they have one electric car. They're not going to—they're not going to go all electric. Are you okay with the Porsches at least? I'm okay. <laughs> I like—I
1: prefer electric cars, but I got friends that drive other cars. So <laughs> I, if I judge my friends by their houses and cars, I wouldn't have any friends. So I—that's right. Allow that people I, can have a different
0: thing. You know, I know right where you live in Studio City. I Have so much respect for you as just as a, as a man and a human being that you're just going a different way here in LA. Right, Thank you, Spike. you have a simple, nice life, and uh, it's funny. I, I've been watching it for a while, for a long time, for years, and I, I and now it seems like it was decades ahead of itself as a way of living. You're very kind. Again, uh, uh, kudos to you, Mister Bagley. Are Thanks. you are you still keeping the junior now? Do you... I keep it just for <laughs> credits. You know, when I say hello to somebody, they okay. don't have to
1: say junior. But <clears> for <throat> the movie and TV credits, I think it's a good idea, so you can. You know, look in the TV guide right. or look in the – not the people buy a TV guide anymore, but look in the credits and see yeah. who it is, me or my dad. Yeah,
0: it's funny because I'm a junior. I'm Michael Ferriston Jr. I didn't know that. And then when my dad died, I finally – I was like, do I get rid of that or not? But but I had this showbiz name, Spike Ferriston. So I just thought, well, I'll just use that. But it's an interesting moment where you decide – now you have your – your SAG name, Ed Bagley Jr., right. right? You don't want to change that. I can't change that. No, I don't want can't. to. All right. Let's talk about the new show. <clears throat> they sent me a little clip. Oh, good! And I actually watched it. (laughs) Thank you for watching. Because I like you, and I like Dax, and Lake Bell is interesting to me because she's she's a uh, she's also a car person. Like she's someone we wanted on my show, Car Matchmaker. I've wanted her to come in here because she also drives, likes cars. Dax, you know, he's he's a maniac. He's out on motorcycles and camping. Here was my surprise watching the show. I, I, I laughed. <laughs> Fantastic. I really, That's a good sign. I really laughed a lot. And that hasn't happened for me on a network show in a long time. Because the, you know it, it, we've got lots of alternative comedy now on the streamers and the HBOs. And these, these networks have been behind the times. This show really made me uh, crack up. I'm very and, happy um, to hear that. I was then very surprised to see that Lake Bell wrote it. It, 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 yeah, and, and she and Liz Merriweather wrote it together. Liz Merriweather, and then she directed it. Yep, she's a multi-talented young lady. Let me tell you what it's about. Newlyweds Rio and Mike drop everything, including their jobs and their overbearing mother-in-law to make the move from the big city of New York to rural Nebraska in search of a simpler life. They soon realize that becoming farmers isn't as easy as they plan, and they are faced with unexpected challenges on the series premiere of Bless This Mess, April 16th, 930 And you uh, play the character of Rudy. Yeah. One of my favorite comedy names. Rudy. Very Letterman choice. Rudy. Thank you. And uh, you are the demented uncle that comes with the property. I'm I really no like no blood relation whatsoever
1: but I'm like this guy who's been given permission or so he says right. by the aunt that passed away has been given permission to live in the barn because my situation has
0: changed dramatically so I'm living in the barn. <clears throat> what I like about the character what was unexpected was it wasn't the charming egg bagley junior character I'm used to seeing. Describe describe your character for the listeners. I'm this uh you know slightly damaged or
1: heavily damaged <laughs> man. That lives in the barn where Doc Shepherd and Lake Bell have moved from the city to the country and I claim that the, their aunt who is deceased and willed him this farm, I, I claim that she has allowed me to live there and that might or might not be true. We'll see how that works out. But I'm um, a man that's you know, an elderly guy that's sequestered to one room and is looking for love and believe me, I can relate. That's my situation at home. I'm married, so I'm sequestered <laughs> to the man cave. I'm looking for love, and I'm deeply disturbed. But
0: you have a uh, a kind of angry drifter sentiment. <laughs> you I don't do. Don't smile. I? Your character doesn't smile. He speaks in short sentences. He sucks up the oxygen of the scene yeah. with the, when you cut to you we don't quite know what you say and we're not quite sure that if you're going to pull a weapon out or something, it's really funny. Yeah. It's... He's
1: got a bit of PTSD. I think this guy, Oh, he does. He right. Has
0: dog tags on. I believe he's a veteran. We'll see how that develops. <laughs> and, and you've also been allowed to use the bathroom in the house. <laughs> because... So I say,
1: <laughs> because what do you do when you don't use, I said I use the bathroom here <clears throat> sometimes. Right. I do the rest of the time. I, okay. I just,
0: you know, I, it's such a simple premise and, uh, I just I started watching it. I just loved it. I just thought, well, a couple of things. Why is this premiering right now in April? Why wasn't this on the fall schedule? Um, is this just part of their year-round development cycle?
1: Well, we did it late last year. We did it as a mid-season oh, replacement. Did? We did okay. the pilot in like June or July, I think, of last year. So it couldn't have. I don't think it okay. maybe could have been ready by fall, but that was no. never their intent. Yeah. And so uh, it was hopefully going to be a mid-season, and that's kind of what it worked out to be. They had a slot open at ABC. It was originally to be a Fox show. Fox was the producing entity, and Fox didn't have room for it. So then ABC, because a lot of people left Fox and went to ABC, some of those same people went, fantastic. We love the show. We were part of it over at Fox. We want it.
0: Oh, so it's 20th, or what for, yes, was formerly exactly. 20th.
1: formerly 20th. 20th is a production company, and
0: the uh, people that air it are ABC. Wow. So, you know, you listeners probably don't know this, but there's only like two corporations right now running entertainment, <laughs> and Disney and Fox put together. I, we're all still trying to figure out what 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 it is. Uh, the Fox Network appears to still be on the air, but everybody who was working there is now part of Disney and ABC. In any case, I, I like it better on ABC, and it's always you know you know shows like this will come along mid season and they'll end up being the hits, right? Yeah. Nobody's expecting this show, right? In the fall, we're expecting this big batch of shows, and they all get canceled by <laughs> January. Now you're coming in mid-season. you are cut... coming right in the heels of Blackish. We're right after Blackish, which is a great show that has a huge following. So
1: I'm very happy with that.
0: Again, this what caught my attention was just the comedy. There were jokes that made me. It's hard to make me laugh at this point. I'm very happy. And you, happy to and hear and you laugh guys fight. were making me laugh, and I thought the lines were unexpected and didn't go in directions. And you know, I I guess I you know I know Dax. I know who he is pretty well. I've met him a few times i i don't know anything about lake bell or lee merriweather but i thought their writing was really sharp and funny the new and- girl
1: was a great show liz did
0: that show right. single parent she's really a very funny and talented okay lady. well I, i'm liking this one better and jay
1: casden is involved the wonderful jay casden so we got nothing but
0: talent this is huge how, I, how do i get on the show I think I'd like. Come you just on the show. did it right now. You asked. <laughs> I'll be. I want to be uh, the neighbor there. What was the guy Duke in Reseda, who sells the electric? <laughs> That's right, Dutch. Right, Dutch. You'll be Dutch selling electric cars in the middle of Nebraska. You guys got to check it out. Trust me on this one. The pilot, "Bless This Mess," is airing April sixteenth. You're listening to Ed Bagley Jr. Uh, were you ever on Batman, the original Batman? I, I wasn't. I wanted to be. I love that show. <laughs> What? Tell me about some of these old shows. What they were like to to, to be on? Because you know, uh, Fantasy Island. Okay, first yeah. of all, you were on that. I was on that. I played a hillbilly. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, where
1: where was that shot? At the Columbia Ranch is what I so the here stuff I did was at the Columbia Ranch right here, and then I did another Fantasy Island. I did two. I did another <laughs> one where I was on board of a sh- on board a ship. That was all out of San Pedro. We shot out in the ocean uh, the day. My grown daughter was born. My first child was born. I was shooting on
0: a ship out, in, out in the ocean. Wow! Look at that memory. Yeah, I can't believe you remember all this stuff.
1: Yeah, but I did. Uh, I, I did a Love Boat later, and that was shot in a stage at like, a, <clears throat> excuse me, at like uh, Santa Monica and Formosa. I think it was shot at that stage there, whatever that was called at the time. Oh my God! Love Boat was shot there. Atlantis love- Island was shot at uh, Columbia Studios and uh, the <laughs> Columbia Ranch. And then occasionally on location was Fantasy Island and we were out on a boat. <laughs> what were you doing in the boat, do you remember? I was uh I was putting bait in a bait well and <laughs> Oh, God, i got to think of his name. An actor. Herve Valencius. Not him. But there was a guy who was actually a prince. It was like Prince and the Pauper kind of thing. He was trying to be an everyman. who was working on a fishing boat. His name was Dak Rambo. Dak Rambo was the guy playing the lead of that episode. I was a lesser character that was like a deckhand or something on the boat. That was the first one I did. The second one I did was uh, 1979. Uh, That was uh, 1980.
0: Sorry, it was a fantasy island we did at Columbia Ranch. Do you, you know, when you go on to any of these shows like Happy Days, you know, Quincy, Charlie's Angels, I mean, was there an audition process like there is now for those parts or did they just say, well, let's get Ed Bailey to do this? There was an audition process for some of them. I think for Fantasy
1: Island, there was definitely an audition process. For <laughs> Charlie's Angels, there was not. There was a roller
0: skater. There was the roller <clears throat> disco, roller boogie period. So what's, the- that, what's that set like? You're on Charlie's Angels, right? You've got these beautiful girls. the the most be- we've got the I've got the poster in my bedroom up on the wall at that moment. Yep. What is it what's the set like on that? it's a happy set is it a crazy set? It was
1: very happy. The ladies were very nice. <laughs> they were nice to me. Shelley Hack and I had some scenes um <laughs> also uh wow. Oh gosh. Cheryl Ladd <clears> and I had some yeah. scenes. She Cheryl was very sweet. We became friends and would see each other on occasion. You know, just at social events and what having always very nice. But I had a great time doing it. I was a quite a good roller skater in my day, so <laughs> I
0: got the job because I was a good <laughs> skater and could form a sentence. Did you ever think about uh this traveling on roller skates? Just I used to skate
1: around uh the city a little bit, skate around New York a lot. I had I kept skates in a storage area in new york so i mm-hmm. would ride my bike i had a fold-up bike i kept in new york and skates and i would skate around central park and i would ride my bike around new york who
0: i don't know anybody who's worked more than you you now, now i'm going down just to the resume here of what you're doing lately modern family uh future Great man show. for seth rogan better yeah. call Saul. loved you there curb your enthusiasm with larry did you Did we didn't have you on seinfeld
1: no, I was never on that great show, but I love that show. And uh, How did Larry me on Curb. Do you know Larry well? I do. I met him through my friend Michael Richards. After oh yeah, uh, they worked on Fridays together. Mm-hmm. And after they worked, you weren't at Fridays. I was not on Fridays, but I met Larry David then and became a fan. Then I worked with him on Saturday Night Live. He was a writer on Saturday Night, right, Night Live. Right, And the first sketch, perhaps the only sketch that he had that made air on Saturday Night Live was a sketch <laughs> that I was in which wow. I was in love with and uh, just uh, it was perfect Larry <laughs> David is like Seinfeld it was this bit of minutiae that turned into a big deal with people wrestling and fighting each other on the floor <laughs> it was just the total minutia that started it
0: God, I could just keep going all day with you we should just do multiple episodes of Spikes Car Radio with Eddie Bigley Jr. Six Feet Under Arrested Development Portlandia what show have you not been on? NYPD Blue. Dukes of Hazard. I never did a Dukes. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. I never did Flo. <laughs> or
1: Alice's, what was the Alice's Restaurant one? I can't remember that one. Uh, it was called uh, Mel's Diner. I can't remember. What was that called? Alice, maybe. It was yeah, called yeah, Alice. Yeah, Alice, right.
0: Oh, my God. What about NYPD Blue? So you worked I, my, d- with my friend Dennis Franz. Yeah, Dennis is a great
1: guy, a dear friend. One of the I, best. Yeah, I, was, I directed a couple of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. I haven't seen Dennis in a while, but I see uh, Bill Clark, one of the producers <clears throat> of the show. Oh, so yeah,
0: yeah. I see Bill quite regularly. Dennis is around. He's uh, uh, I see him in the summers up in uh, Idaho. He's up yeah, there he's with up his, there and his squirrel Cortal gun yeah. shooting at things that bite his boat wires. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy, Dennis. <laughs> he's the best. Him. And we play poker and smoke cigars together. That sounds like fun. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry about the smoke, Ed now you got to enjoy a cigar if you want one <laughs> we do them inside he has a fan contraption but there you go it's uh it's a great it's a great evening in my horrible horrible year well ed this is uh, this has been fantastic i really appreciate you coming in and hanging out here and i really appreciate your insight on the electric car and Thank you, uh, buddy. you know again i know a lot of you work for manufacturers out there uh, we have a lot of Tesla folks. We have a lot of Nissan folks, and now all of you have an electric vehicle. Um, Jaguar has the I Pace. I just drove it. There in. you go. I I think you should all be uh, getting in touch with Ed Bailey Jr. and having him take these cars out and drive them, and and getting his feedback on them. I think this would be really helpful to you and your brands. How What's about your that? Heart and uh, the new show is Bless This Mess on ABC, Tuesday, April 16th, Ed Bagley Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Spike. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Quick before we go, 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer with your car. From True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or at home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together, the two of you. You can even hug if you want. You can ask questions, get the answers you need, so there's no surprises, and simply leave your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a new, better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app, or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Baseball season is arrived. With the start of baseball season, Podcast One Sportsnet has all your bases covered. With the Dan Patrick Show. You can't even spell strike. The Rich Eisen Show. But it doesn't matter if you get it moving if nobody's getting on base. And Baseball and Chill. Mike Trout will be paid close to half a billion dollars. That is more money than you would ever know what to do with. Don't miss Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, or Baseball and Chill all summer long on Podcast One Sportsnet.